0: Hello and welcome to another episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and I'm just stopping in here at the top of the episode to let you know that there were some audio issues here at the beginning of the recording session. I am not entirely sure what it was that happened, but it doesn't really affect your understanding of the conversation or anything that pertains to the episode. It was just kind of the intro stuff, Uh, so I think I'm going to go ahead and hop off here Let you get to the episode proper. I hope you enjoy it. I will talk to you later. My name is Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. is the core team here that is getting the bourbon on the banks festival in frankfurt up and running so i'm gonna let everybody go around and introduce themselves first before we get started so on the right my name is matt Geyer, i'm
1: with the central kentucky spirit society and i also serve on the committee for bourbon on the banks i serve on the judging committee and also the vendors committee
2: Wendy Kobler, I am um, one of the founders of Bourbon on the Banks Festival, and I am reporting to an independent 501c3 called Bourbon on the Banks Festival Incorporated, and um, helping pull this event together for the good of Frankfurt and Franklin County.
3: And Tim Nittle, I have a company called Distilled Living, where I do bourbon education and consulting for a lot of folks, and I am assisting with the judging committee as well. Now,
0: you may remember Tim has actually been on the show yeah, Before. we talked cocktails last time. We did, time. yeah. So I'm excited to talk just, uh, just some straight bourbon. So <laughs> I, as, as we always do, we start the show off with Flying Blind, where I blind our guests with a pour. And yeah, you guys don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can smell
3: it from a foot away. So Matt's already it's tried got to be intense. That's
1: good.
2: I can taste the notes. I taste some caramel. Mm-hmm. I taste maybe a little butterscotch, and um, it's smooth. It's very smooth. So I'm going to say it's a single barrel. I'm not going to give too much away just yet. Yeah, no, there's but... a lot of floral <laughs> on it, actually. Yeah. That um, nodding of to give your head was positive. <laughs> it was indeed. <enjoyed>. Yes.
1: <laughs> I get that floral as well, and also get the bread, like rye, wheat, almost like a cereal type bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Fair. Maybe a rye note. I think the rye is. Uh, is fairly present in this. Not um, not overly mm-hmm. so to me, but I, I do enjoy it though. It's got some proof on it. The palate,
1: I get like a, almost a anise. Maybe like a. Oh, yeah. I can see like that. that. You know, like a, maybe a black licorice of some sort.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I could totally see that.
1: That's good. Yeah. Very a, good. A lot going on with this. This is, this is a nice color. I've got a black hole palate, guys. <laughs> 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 I really do. <laughs> you know my
0: feet, I, I drink a lot of different things. Yeah. So, Wendy said, single barrel. Correct, indeed. But Tim said, high proof. I'm off. I'm so, off. It's a 90-proofer.
2: <sighs> I'm thinking it's got some age to it as well.
0: I, If I remember correctly, this is about eight or nine years old. Uh, this was a Liquor Barn Buffalo Trace store pick nice. that I had the opportunity to help pick. And... I I don't know if you guys have ever been on Buffalo Trace Picks before or not, but um, yeah, yep. you know, they give you the, the bourbon at Cask strength and then you can decide whether or not to proof it down or anything. And it was funny because this at Cask was not that good and we proofed it down to ninety and it was spot on, ready to go. Everybody was like, Yep, this has gotta be
2: it. We gotta pick it. Well, well I, was, I appreciate you picking a Franklin County distillery. Oh, you know I had to the, do we that we should have known that right to do off that. the top. <laughs> That should have been a dead giveaway.
0: It was that or like Blanton's, and everybody has Blanton's all the time, so I figured do something a little different, right? (laughs) Yeah, this is fantastic. This is really nice. Thank you. Some of the better uh, barrel
1: picks that I've had in recent years have been from Buffalo Trace. Mm -hmm. You get that classic caramel bomb, and you
0: get that um, almost like a marshmallow-type smell, too. Oh, yeah. Um,
3: That
1: was one of the first notes I pulled out of this
3: one.
0: I kind of am getting the marshmallow a little bit more on the palate than I am the nose with this one, personally, but I definitely see that as being present in there. So... Anyway, that, that was Flying Blind, I, and uh, as we as we get things kicked off, I'd like to ask everybody, what have you been drinking recently? So guys, what have you all been drinking recently?
2: So I spent the weekend um, actually in Bardstown and had some uh, yes. uh, Bartons. Um, I particularly liked, of course, I'm going to go blank on the name, but I there was one in particular that they tasted, but for the first time... I actually had the bourbon ball cream that they serve. Oh, really? And their bourbon ball was different because as we went through the tour, the bourbon, the, the pecan was on the inside with a chocolate, dark chocolate really? bee stenciled uh-huh. or etched on the outside. And it was quite yummy. And then, um, of course, you know, just, oh, I drank, in fact, I sent a picture to the guys. This is sacrilegious, but I'm going to go out there anyway. I drank black saddle from California that really? was absolutely delicious. <laughs> I sent the guys um, the picture of Black Saddle and I said, so what do you know about this? No response. <laughs> she's, a,
0: she's a cork cork. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that before, cork dork.
1: Um, it's actually an expression that I learned from uh, in the IG community. Uh, ah, fair whis- whiskey fellow, Jeff Swartz, oh. out of Wisconsin. Well, there you go. That's what he calls his wife, a cork dork.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that with it the most, compliment no, Oh he says compliment. it with affection.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's just that, uh, you know, we're whiskey geeks and spirit, you know, spirits geeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's great wine out there, no doubt.
2: Black Saddle is bourbon, dear. So- Oh, is it? Yes, oh. made in California. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on me. I didn't know of it. Where's Black it? Saddle. I sent a picture. I sent it out to you <laughs> and uh, Mike and I didn't know It's yeah.
3: a sourced. It's uh, Frank Lynn Distillers, if memory serves. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything There's about There's a dash that. in the name. Yeah.
2: It, it was yummy. And not from Kentucky, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, who knows? With the way the industry's going recently, it could soon um, be here.
0: Plenty of good stuff, <laughs> not from Kentucky. No, true. Uh, well, let's see. Lunch.
3: I was up in Shelby County uh, doing some bourbon tourism work. So we were doing uh, bullet cocktails, a little sour with a dash of bitters on top. That was fantastic.
0: That sounds awesome. Are you going to be at the uh, the bullet cocktail competition? No, in no. In a couple of weeks. No, I don't have to miss it. Unless, unless hey, my schedule that. changes, we'll see. So what <laughs> is
2: this now, Tommy?
0: They're hosting the world-class bartending competition at Bullet. Oh, oh nice. Cool. So when I'm, is that? Uh, that is on uh, June 10th. It's a Monday. Excellent. That's, it's actually in Shelbyville.
2: Excellent. Uh, so I, I think yours truly will be there. I'm
0: very excited. I... So we will we'll reconvene up there.
2: Absolutely. And we can get an update (laughs) in progress and how we're doing. Because, you know, bourbon on the banks, we're excited to say that we have um, just hit 31 distilleries that will be present. That's incredible. And um, I've been taking a look at the competition, and I look to Tim and to Matt as the experts in this area, because I am certainly not. (laughs) Um, But I'm looking to them as the experts, and I believe we are quickly approaching, and certainly when we hit our 40 distillery Mm -hmm. mark, um, we will surpass any bourbon festival that anyone seems to be aware of as far as quantity and quality of distilleries. You mentioned some that will be there. So Buffalo Trace was the first to come on board. They're going to be pouring um, not only the cream and the Wheatley vodka, but they're also going to be pouring Buffalo Trace, Eagles Rare. And then I've been talking with the representative and it looks like they're going to pull the E.H. Taylor. Well, fantastic. Yes. And um, Blanton's is on board with us. Got Heaven it. Hill will Eagle be Rare. there. And Eagle Rare. Yes. So Eagle Rare from the Buffalo Trace Collection. Yes. And um, we've got a bunch of others that we're excited about.
3: Oh, yeah. It's going to be well worth the price of admission just when you're looking down the list. It's going to be fantastic. But we haven't really talked about what the event is yet.
0: No, not yet. And as I finish this piece of ice that's in my mouth, we also, gotta let, drinking. We got to let Matt Answer what
3: he's been drinking so, too. So,
1: um, if anybody follows me, I'm, I'm, I'm big on the IG, and uh, I um, I go by the handle um, I drink the world. And I I drink a lot of Scotch, so I I've, I've been drinking a lot of Scotch lately. But as to bourbon, I uh, know as to bourbon,
0: <laughs> um, we won't hold I, I've, been,
1: I've been enjoying the Willet uh, distill the Old Bardstown bottle bond. It's a great oh, pour. That's uh, fantastic. I get it for you know $16, $17, 18 dollars. I think it's the new. Heaven Hill six-year-old, or it's the new Henry McKenna 10-year-old. But, you know, people should seek that out. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, right. I think it's well-balanced. Um, it's I don't know, probably, what, a four- to five-year blend mm-hmm. tops. But it's bottle and bond. Um, I like it. It's a big I'll,
3: recommendation for people to pick up when they're in Kentucky.
1: Yep. I Yeah, absolutely. Because sure. I think it's geographically challenged, is it not?
3: It
0: is so. indeed. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. But I don't think I've really been drinking too much that interesting recently. I just uh, came out with it with an episode uh, from our local bourbon group, Kentucky Supply and Demand. We recorded that at Jake's Cigar Bar, and after we got done, actually, you know what? I take that back. I did get to try something really fantastic, um, nineteen seventy IW Harper.
3: Mm.
0: Oh. are the decanters that uh, large? I I would assume so, um, but Dexter, who was on the show, brought a little sample bottle of it, and yeah, the Asian juice is great, man. Yeah. It yeah. really
1: is. I was fortunate enough to be at the uh, 2014 re-release when they brought it back. It was a, um, it spent probably what 20 years in in strictly in Asian markets and mm-hmm. and, uh, um, but when they brought it back, Diageo, um, I thought it was good. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't you know terribly doing cartwheels over it, but it I thought it was a very good good product.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what everybody kind of seems to say about IW Harbor now. Is that it's it's, it's it's not the old 70s, right? 60s it, juice out it's it's good, but not. Great.
2: No. So, what but, what were you doing that you got the opportunity to taste such a unique and special?
0: Having friends on my podcast.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's why he has
0: to the be the in the now. That's why I have the podcast. Yeah, oh. apparently, I get to meet great people and share great pours and everything. But yeah, figured I would pour something else too as we begin to talk about the the Bourbon on the Banks festival, uh, pre fire Heaven Hill. Wow. Mm. Yeah, oh my lord. Four, four year old mm. ninety proof. Um. You are the
3: man. Heaven Hill dude. is in, by the oh way. Lord. It is. They're going to be in the festival. Good.
2: They're not pouring that. No. But that's all right. They've got plenty <laughs> of other things in their portfolio. They might have an option or two. <laughs> Maybe something that's one. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pass that around for pours and this everything. This is some it's dusty hair, baby. Yeah.
1: You know, I just moved to the... I'm not from here. I'm from West Virginia. And um, I'm a transplant. Married a local. Uh, went to the University of Louisville. Graduated there, but... I distinctly remember this. This is, you know, what, this was awful. I mean, you know, I mean, I wasn't like a seri. I mean, I was a bourbon drinker, but, you know, not like, you know, like we are today, you know, these sure. aficionados and whatnot. Um, but this was just terrible. And what was great was just how the community came together to, you know, to help them. Absolutely. I mean, my
0: Lord. So this is, I, I believe, 1994. So just a couple of years um, before the, before the fire. Well,
2: I just want you to know, my, Matt was busy speaking. I was busy gulping, <laughs> so I could make room in my glass. Mm.
0: Take your time. I, I I pour quick and I pour a lot. So <laughs> you've never heard of the Perry pour?
2: No. <laughs>
0: it's on my Glencairn.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: The Perry pour. Yes.
0: You selling those? As I said not need to brand but, that. But that will that will be in the future. More on that eventually. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So so let's talk about Bourbon on the Banks. Where did this idea begin? What was the inception behind Bourbon on the Banks?
2: Being in Frankfurt, um, and I am now coming up and soon to be celebrating my one-year anniversary in the Great Commonwealth. And oh. I will say this about Kentucky overall. It truly is a best-kept secret. I had no idea it was such a beautiful state with the Rolling Hills, the Horses, um, the bourbon industry, which I knew about, but had no idea sure. about. In addition to that, you know, I mean, I, as some people shared with me, you know, we, we casually or gracious, graciously do all the, all the sins in Kentucky and <laughs> have a good time doing it. And, um, and so I'm thrilled to be part of the community. So as I was looking around the community and and trying to see ways that I could personally help and impact the community because I believe grow where you're planted. So I live in Frankfurt. I actually live downtown Frankfurt. I live above the old T-boat marina, okay. right on Main Street, West mm-hmm. Main. And I'm next door to bourbon on Maine. So I'm gonna throw a pay out to my friends that all gather at bourbon on May with a great bourbon collection. In addition to that, um, Goodwood is moving into the hood. So Goodwood will actually be below me. So they're bringing um, an extended menu as well as um, their wonderful um, bourbon barrel beers and and crafts. In addition to that, their new bourbon will be all housed underneath me with this beautiful deck. And uh, we will both share our love of the Kentucky River as we look out the back porch. But um, so... In doing this and coming together, and um, in my day job, I work at Kentucky State University, and I'm a fundraiser. I wanted to work to bring the community and Kentucky State closer together, but at the same time, raise scholarship dollars to help students at Kentucky State. The reason that is, is, you know, a lot of people will talk about national crisis or things going on. Well, I believe this student debt is truly important. You know, you mentioned a little earlier before we got on that you know you're an EKU grad, and oh, so many of I our am. students are graduating with a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. And we need to. And my role in this world is to raise scholarship dollars to help those students, so that way they God graduate with less debt. And um, God bless you. Now I still believe you have to have skin in the game, but I don't believe you should come out of. With the college education, having to make a house payment and have sure. no house, sure. and so I think it's important that we support our students. So um, that's how this idea evolved. I literally interviewed over 200 people and said, wow. "What are we doing?" and "And how can I meet you?" You know, "How can I talk to you?" This is what my role is. This is what I'm doing. I think there's a great opportunity. The community is welcoming. It's friendly. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of hospitality. And we do some smaller bourbon events, but there was nothing that could be built to what I call a national scale. So as I interviewed all these folks, I got to meet Tim. I got to meet Matt, pitching the different ideas. So it took six months of research, built it out. So this will be a history festival. This will talk about the economic development of it. This is also going to be the first ever Bourbon Judging Competition in the Commonwealth. And I'd love to tell you that was my idea, but that (laughs) idea was not my idea. Charlie Jones, he's president of the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, Mm -hmm. actually gave me that idea. In addition to that, we have nearly 200 Japanese-owned companies. Mm-hmm. In the Commonwealth, um, they are huge contributors to our community. We're going to celebrate that contribution, what Great. it is that they mean to us. Also, Perry, you probably know this already. They own about 50% or more of the bourbon market. They do indeed, yes. You know. And so we want to bring them together. We want to get to know them. We want to thank them for what they're doing, how they're contributing, and um, and have a good time doing it. So August 24th is going to be the saturday that you cannot miss we're going to gather (laughs) we're going to have a lot of distilleries more than 31 the 31 right now we're also going to bring together some breweries great and some wineries fantastic because those are also important industries in our state. But Bourbon on the Banks, of course, is going to be all about the bourbon. Mm -hmm. We're also going to have food. We're going to have music and entertainment. And then I wouldn't be fair if I didn't say we're going to be responsible. (laughs) So everywhere I feel I need to go when I talk about it, I want to talk about that responsibility. So you have to be 21 and up. Can't even go buy a ticket for the event unless you're 21 and up.
0: So Wendy brought up, too, that you guys had been interviewed to be a part of this
1: well, what I, I was
0: your sales pitch, I guess? to wasn't a sales
1: pitch. It was just a conversation. Uh, okay. I first met Wendy. Actually, it's a funny story. Uh, I met her at Bourbon on um, uh, on Maine in uh, late November, late October, early November. And I literally just came from a barrel pick at Strong Spirits. And we were buying a... Um, uh, <clears throat> we were trying to purchase a rye barrel. And um, I'd been tasting very, very uh, high-proof whiskey. And uh, I honestly... I, I was not... In a position to to talk with you, but I did so um, and I guess it went well because uh, she actually took my number and we exchanged uh, contact information and then
2: I was interviewing I was recruiting and then I did not hear from her until
1: early January, and then January she reached out and we started to have a conversation about you know what this festival is going to be about what' the vision is, and um, I, I tried to envision it almost like uh, you mentioned uh, before we came on you know if I was going to attend the uh the southern uh, whiskey Society's uh, event in august out in nashville and this is going to be very similar to that in in regards but outside um or if you've ever attended a whiskey live yeah um, right uh, where you'll have stations to where you'll have um uh, particular spirits being served or wine or beer but you'll also have tents that are also serving food or also um highlighting uh you might have uh um, vendors that are highlighting things that uh for the for the you know that represent kentucky right so, um, and that was our vision. We wanted things to stay local, have a Kentucky theme, but also somehow help Kentucky State University, which this is ultimately about raising scholarship money, also highlighting their new, their new uh, fermentation and distillation program
2: certification program I'm so, so, cool. so glad you covered oh yeah so I mean, cool I mean,
1: I mean that is cool. I mean yeah. you know obviously, uh, Tim can even speak more to that because he represents a different college, but he also is a part of that world and and uh, um, it's fantastic because I mean. You know, all of us who grew up here, I mean, I, I grew up in West Virginia, but I, you know, I know the climate. Very I, close. I w- I've been coming to Louisville since the late 70s. And, um, you know, these, these bourbon um, uh, distilleries, you know, for the last 10, 15 years, they were factories. I mean, they, were, they weren't campuses that they are today, you know, where you come and, you know, and, and visit the distillery. Um, you know, obviously, uh, great dining facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, partner with, you know, farm to table movement, slow food movement, um, so anyway, I've always been attracted to that. I talked about those things with, with Wendy, and she was, like, you know, so it's like exactly this is how we need to do it. And we've built it slowly, but we've also built it quickly. I mean, it just yesterday was January. It seems like, and <laughs> you know, we've done so much in the last four and a half months. It's crazy. We've been texting each other every day. We talk to each other every day. Um, we're always, you know, uh, keeping each other in, on the on the uh, in the loop of what we're doing, who we're contacting, reaching out to distilleries, or on reaching out to restaurants. One of the things that Wendy tasked me with early was to try to find a, a super chef uh, to spearhead our, uh, we have a, a wonderful event on Thursday night. It's a farm-to-table event at the Aqua Farm out there at, mm-hmm. um, um, at Kentucky State University, and um, she wanted to, to have, you know, uh, kind of one of the super chefs. I mean, Louisville's become this incredible foodie town, and I've even had this conversation with Tim. Lexington's starting to change as well. You're all starting to become yeah. a We're getting food. there. Exactly. You're getting there. And uh, Thank goodness so um after you know getting into rooms talking with these chefs pitching our ideas with them we finally were able to get a really wonderful chef uh, we were the owner um, of uh, volair in louisville kentucky joshua moore who's also a winner of chopped oh wow the food network yeah um, he's going to spearhead our, uh, our event that night um, he's going to prepare appetizers and uh, he'll also uh, uh, do the meal and he's going to pair that with cocktails obviously in spirits you know, with our native, native Kentucky spirit bourbon. So, and we're, uh, we'll probably, um, um, you know, there'll be a theme to that, I'm sure, but, uh, we'll leave that in Josh's hands.
2: So. I can tell you short ribs, um, Kentucky state's donating, um, about hundred pounds of shrimp. Oh, this yeah. dinner is going to target about 250 people. And I already know Josh plans on doing again, all Kentucky themes, some stone ground grits oh, from man. that good Kentucky corn. So it's it's good for more than cereal and other things. It's it's good for us. So, but then but then I got I actually came to a class that Tim was teaching.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was Saturday morning. We were doing a uh, private bourbon education session for the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild, mm-hmm. uh, which if you're a member of that organization, you get those for free once every month. And so Wendy comes in and by five minutes later i think about half the group is ready to buy tickets for bourbon on the banks we knew very little about it but we're very excited by her energy and what she was talking about and she said you know about bourbon and she said i don't know that much about bourbon let's talk later so (laughs) that's how we got started
1: absolutely
2: i'm like tim you know everything about bourbon and Matt knows everything and i need all the help i can get i said i
1: don't know anything about what was it saddlebrook Black saddle. Black saddle. Black saddle. That's the farm, isn't it? I conflated that. Yeah, exactly. Tim,
2: Tim would tell you there's what so, two thousand distilleries of all kinds.
3: How many sourcing bourbon with you know non-distilled? That's a great question. I don't know. I keep so, yeah. a spreadsheet. I gotta look it up. <laughs>
2: But this, this event has really come together. The city of Frankfurt's behind it. The county, Franklin County's behind it. Frankfurt Plant Board is throwing right. resources at us, services at us. Um, Community Trust Bank is our title sponsor. Wow. Deloitte yeah. is our Thursday night dinner sponsor. Kroger. Home 2 by uh, Hilton is our premier hotel sponsor. Kroger is our premier food sponsor. But- um, just had a couple more sponsors sign up today. We are right at $120,000 raised. That is fantastic. To put on this event.
1: And what was the goal, Wendy, if I recall correctly? 100000 in January? Originally,
2: it was $85,000. 85000 Wow. And so. then we realized, with the new event, we need really a lot more money in marketing. And so we're pumping $45,000 into marketing. And that's everything from website development to social media outreach to... Um, you know, getting in front of the tourism market in our communities and in the statewide, we're doing geo-mapping. I mean, all types of things well, to drive ticket sales. Because the proceeds from the ticket sales are what's going to s- support the scholarships.
1: Right. Yeah, I would like to really, I mean, I'm I'm impressed myself with Kroger, my lord. I mean, that's huge. Um, they're going to promote not only our, our festival, but they're also going to sell our tickets, mm-hmm. I believe, between... Yes. Asheville to St. Louis to Indianapolis to Nashville. So Mm -hmm. we're very happy about that. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. Hey, the seven hills pretty good. It's damn good, man. (laughs) This is. I'm getting some incredible. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to leap
2: over and get it off the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's hiding it.
3: It's like, it's like grilled peaches. It's got grilled peaches. I haven't had a
1: dusty in a while. I mean, you know, something this old, uh, in the bourbon world. Uh, I've, been spending a lot of time in the scotch and irish world and uh but this is this is really good this really? is different because it's not what you're getting on the market right now
0: what is the market like for dusty scotches or dusty um, irish whiskeys w- well
1: i wouldn't say du- well uh, I, I just drank a um uh, a pre um tolemore dew this is like pre-1994 or okay. excuse me a, uh you know 1954 whiskey oh. that was made at the old distiller the That's old a big Ptolemore difference yes yeah, so it was huge and this was a 36 year old uh, Irish whiskey that had been uh, finished in sherry. Um, that was a, a napo Castle, and okay. uh, uh, but what made that interesting? It was a you know it was a, pre, a distillery that no longer existed anymore, and uh, that was that was probably one of the oldest that I've had in that world. But um, but I don't have a lot of I don't really drink a lot of bourbon dusties. Um, but this is very good. This doesn't taste like what's you know the normal bourbon. That's Definitely the market, doesn't. So. Yeah, there's a um, richness to it that you get with those. Well, even that little I'm, bit old. I'm looking at this Russell's here. 27 I don't, years older. Yeah. I look at this Russell's. Sometimes I get that kind of dusty type smell on a, yeah. on a mm-hmm. wild Turkey Russell's. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, this is fantastic. Thank you, Perry.
2: Absolutely. This is uh, yummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that, that a flavor? Yes. <laughs> it, I will accept it at the very least.
2: Um, we talked a little bit and introduced the concept of judging. I'm going to ask Tim to talk a little bit about judging. Yeah,
3: please do. Uh, so we're, I like Matt, we're just kind of helping with the pieces of it. Um, but we've got actual co-chairs on the judging committee that are that are putting that together. But we're, we're doing it as industry standard, right? It's going to be double blind. Uh, the judges will not know anything more than they want to know. We'll have a little bit of descriptors just so that they understand category. You know, if it's a bourbon finish, they recognize that. Um, and then it's, it's a meddling system and all of that is, is public in terms of how it's being handled. So it's very much, um, we want it recognized as an international caliber judging competition, meeting all the requirements to have that classification. Who are
0: some of the judges that are going to be present for it? Um. Well, we is have. Is that a, a question I can ask you?
1: Oh, yeah. They're already oh, they're, they're posted online. online.
0: I saw. It. I saw Tim's face when I asked that question. Like, well, we're not yeah. supposed I'm to. I'm just keeping quiet about it. I, have, I haven't sent out a press release or anything
2: yet. Yeah. Tim is a judge. Oh, yes. great.
3: Yeah, I'll be one of the judges.
2: Yes, Michael Beach is a judge. Love Roma Michael Fisher is a judge. Yeah, my burden Block. Bourbon Block. Um, yeah. Andrea Merriweather at the Louisville Market mm-hmm. is a judge. Andrea. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ariel Neal. Is coming down from Chicago. Okay, Um, she is a judge. I'm going off the top of my head. I'm hoping Matt is is pulling it up. Um, Kenny Androsny.
1: uh, He's the owner of Commonwealth Tap. He's Mm -hmm. also a second level wine sommelier, but
0: he also has a deep, deep love for uh, spirits. And those are shit. (laughs) Look, man, if you heard last week's episode, or well, really today's episode, I mean, Um, that's that's Kenny knows his stuff
2: we got a couple of gentlemen, um, unfortunately I can't think of their names off the top of my head, coming in from Colorado, professional spirits judges. We also have a woman's professional spirits judge that's coming down from St. Paul, Minnesota. That's great. So, um, again, like most things are in Kentucky, most of our judges are coming from Kentucky. Right. But we are bringing in outside expertise um, to help us round out the panel.
1: Um. Yeah, two, we have two gentlemen coming out from Denver. We have mm-hmm. um, Larry Wilcox, and we also have um, what is his name? I want to say Matt Matthew Wyatt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, both of them have extensive, extensive judging competition experience. They're both um, you know certified, you know either through the Society of, uh, of uh, um, the, the uh, Society of Wine Educators. They're either through there. Or the Sommelier system, whether it be the Whiskey Academy or um, Wine Sommeliers. uh, But yeah, you can go to our website. Their their resumes are online. They're impressive. I'm impressed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can read all about it. The entry forms online, how it is that you submit. But what's really unique about this is um, there's no charge to submit your bourbon. Oh, wow. And there's no charge oh. as a vendor if you're giving away your product to participate.
1: And then uh, Carly Carlton, the bourbon babe, she's one of our oh, wow. judges as well. Yeah. Carly's cool. one of our judges. She's awesome. And then uh, uh, Brandy Lynn Tabor, she is uh, women in whiskey. Yes. LLC, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So. While, while we're kind of on the topic, too, of bourbon being more than just a Kentucky thing, why was that important to you to reach out past Kentucky to make this more of a national and even really now international aspect of bourbon on the banks
2: diversity diversity and inclusion Love that um that's extremely important this is a very diverse panel we have at least four women because i'm going we have 11 judges mm-hmm. four women two of which are african-american
1: yeah okay um, ariel neal out of chicago yes. she's the, the cocktail lady
2: yes so. lara no spirits is um, causing a stir
1: she is actually going to be heading up our after event. She'll be the cocktail specialist. Oh, mixologist. there's an after party. So oh, yes. It, yeah. <laughs> we have an
2: official after party. gonna <laughs> be epic, dude. Bourbon on right. Main, the Frankfurt Bourbon yes. Society, and our friends at Goodwood are throwing the official after party. And Ariel will be our official mixologist. celebrity mixologist. Awesome. Designing a bourbon on the bank. But more important than that, she's actually going to do some bartender training. She's going to talk about the career aspect. She's going to talk about responsibility. She's going to talk about the role that our bartenders play. And so we are very pumped up about that. But diversity was important. But diversity, while we all recognize race and gender as diversity, geography is also important. Mm -hmm. Age, geography, experience, what it is that you bring to the table.
1: Um, I'll actually speak to that, but from a really weird perspective, I want to speak at it from the, the perspective of geography as in terror war.
2: I we still holding on to the weird part.
1: <laughs> well, terror war, um, you all, you know, understand the term it, you know, it's in the culinary and the, um, industry it's, um, you know, you pick up the taste of where the, you know, the land of, of where things were produced and so forth. Um, you know, here in Kentucky, you know, we, um, you know, the bourbon is, uh, you know, I get a lot of cinnamon, you know, I get a lot of, um, Uh, oak i get a lot of vanilla i get a lot of caramel but also taste that in our water to some degree is that kind of you know in that limestone i can see that it's in it's it's in everything that we drink so sometimes i don't pick up as great of nuances in the bourbons that someone from maybe california someone from you know europe might pick up but boy when i drink other spirits that are outside my geographical region i do pick up these nuances really well Um, So it'd be
2: good to have people come in from outside of our jury. Oh, absolutely. It's a reference you're making.
3: Yeah, Kentucky makes 95% of the bourbon, right? Right. That's the stat that we keep throwing around. We'll probably always make 95% of the bourbon. You know, even when there's 2,000 distilleries open across the United States, which we're quickly getting to, and even if most of them make bourbon, it's it's that's fine the world's big enough for all those bourbons they're right. all going to be interesting and unique and probably all small production they are. um and so we're happy to embrace that you know we'll still always kentucky bourbon will be something special always yeah uh, but that doesn't mean we need to feel threatened by people outside our state we can we can embrace them the
1: industry's big enough for that and well, i was just going to say i've had really good bourbon that's not made here in kentucky um uh and I'm not referring to MGP. <laughs> I will. Uh, well, I MGP mean, <laughs> you know, makes very risky. I'm working right up. Yeah, I remember mean, thinks things are going to go there, which He's is true. they're coming they make, to the make, event, by the way. They make incredible, great. That's awesome. incredible stuff. Um, they do it quite well. I mean, it's, it's like, um, it, it's, it's, the it's the science that they have down. Um, but, uh, somewhere like, uh, uh Breckenridge Distillery out in Colorado, mm-hmm um i think they make great juice um i've had some really good experiences with theirs the um the uh um uh, the powder hound it's their batch one it's their oldest blends of bourbon that they were able to put together their oldest stocks and, and create this wonderful blend it's delicious um i haven't had any of their earlier uh batches but their port finish their their batch four i thought was fantastic um i've had that um um, so I am I am finding, you know, small craft bourbons um, and small craft distilleries producing really good stuff.
0: Okay. What, what I was going to get to as well is that it's important to note that bourbon, regardless of geography or background or anything, it's not an exclusionary thing. Mm-mm. I mean, we talk about it all the time, the bourbons community. It's a, a way for us to come together and share something that we all really love, which eventually will lead to more memories being made and, you know. It all, it all seems to come back to, to Bourbon. So I'm looking forward to the memories that we're going to be making at Bourbon on the Banks, for sure. And, oh, no and doubt.
1: I mean, to be this inaugural judging contest, it's yeah. never happened before. I mean, you know, I used to say, well, you know, the, the reason why they don't have it, you know, it's politics or, you know, the big boys don't want to have. You Know a contest, and, you know, everything's very congenial at the you know Barchtown Bourbon Festival, and everything's very congenial at the Bourbon Classic, and, right? And you know, the, um, uh, the Bourbon Affair, etc. Um, and it should be, I mean, you know, they shouldn't be competitors, they each make great juice, and they you know, and, and their unique approaches and so forth are very different from each other, and um, um, they can be proud of you know what they make, they don't have to, right. you know, even if they are you know, they do compete at other places outside. I mean, San Francisco, Denver, New Orleans, but never here in the state of Kentucky. And I don't know why, um, but uh, we're going to be the first to attempt this. So.
2: The tourism dollars. I look at it from economics. <laughs> so all my all my degrees are in business. Sure. And um, so I look at from the economic, the, the drive for tourism. Why wouldn't you want to compete in Kentucky? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to raise the profile of this state that we all live in, that but, we love? And that's
1: the crazy thing. I mean, you know, $8 billion, you know $8, million, excuse me, $8 billion are now what the bourbon industry are producing just from the tourism perspective. It's crazy. I mean, 1.5 million people are coming to the state of Kentucky to see distilleries and experience everything else with it. You know, the synergy of the, you know, the culinary and the food, um, the, um, what am I looking for, um, the horse parks, you know, the, the Civil War industry. I was having a conversation uh, with the owners of um, Bourbon Manor. Mm-hmm. down in uh, Bargetown. And you know a lot of people come not only for the bourbon, but they also come for the food, the festivals, but they also come for the, you know, the, the history and stuff of Kentucky. I mean, we have a deep history here.
2: Let's, let's ping off history, Tim. Touch on the history. What are we doing different?
3: So this is something that I'm really excited about. This is something that I've been working on with several other groups. Um, but this is really being spearheaded by the Kentucky Black Bourbon Guild. Um, and I wish we had a representative from them here. But one of the things that we're trying to do is find the, the dollars to help with the research to really explore the African-American side of the distilling industry yes. in the United States. Yes. It's a story that hasn't been told well. Um, we're starting to see that change with brands like Uncle Nearest, but there's a big piece of what we're doing here is correcting that story. Uh, and it, bourbon is is inclusive now. That's the way it is.
0: So the history needs to be inclusive as well. It needs to be accurate. We're going to really focus on that as a component of this event. And and, and touching on Uncle Nearest as well. I mean, not not only are the, yeah I'm looking at one of their stickers. Um, not not only are they drawing from that history to incorporate diversity into their brand into their product, but. They're being spearheaded by Fawn Weaver, who is one of the leading females in the in, in the whiskey industry. And she is doing such great things to bring all aspects of that diversity to the table. And doing it very well, To Fawn's been on the show before. I've gotten to meet her and, and chat with her. And I'm just blown away by everything that she is accomplishing right now with that brand.
2: They will be represented. Great. They will be present. Great. Yeah, they're
0: already on board.
2: Uh-huh. They, they were one of the first on board. I had the privilege of attending. Um, there's, there's a plethora of incredible bourbon events. I had the privilege of attending about a month or two ago. Um, Tim was there, a few others. We went to the Bourbon Classic. Oh, great. Blown away. Yeah. What a great event. Um, there's so much going on in the Commonwealth to drive tourism, to bring more people here, to celebrate that sense of yeah. community that you were talking about. Of course, it's important we're differentiating our festival, Suburban on the Banks, the history, the awards, the education aspect, being in Frankfurt, downtown, on the river. You know, it is an outdoor festival. And by the way, August is the driest month of the year, and I've taken care of all that. So no worries. And um, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to celebrate community. We're going to celebrate ag. We're going to celebrate the new fermentation distillation program at Kentucky Great. State University. Fantastic! And um, we we can be prouder of what we're doing and how we are going to have our little impact on what this exciting industry is doing for the state.
0: Matt, you brought something into my house. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> which sounds like it was a negative, but you know. well, we don't know yet. Well, we were-
2: decided <laughs> i was,
1: um i've never seen this before in my life until about 45 minutes ago I mean, well about an hour ago um, you know i wouldn't say it's all the rage but we're starting to see a lot of finished bourbons you know, come on the market um they're kind of taking this page from the scotch boys this is it is it's it's goodwood they have the the barrel stout finish and i believe um this here is different this is a competitor this is called new holland or, excuse me, it's distilled by New Holland. It's called Beer Barrel Bourbon. And,
3: and to be clear, New Holland is not yet a participant. But if you're listening, New Holland... <laughs> we would love to have you. Yep. Check you're out invited. the website. You're invited. Send um, us a note.
2: Bourbononthebanks.org. All one word, bourbononthebanks.org. You can reach any of us through that. We're still looking for vendors. We're still looking for those last distilleries to sign up. In fact, I had um, Boone County... Emailed me the other day and oh, says it's too Bend late, County. and I said, "No, no, not too late. Come on on board, <laughs> and uh, we have room for you. And we're providing tables, tents. We're providing tablecloths. The only thing we ask you to bring is your product, the little cup to pour into, and some marketing materials so you can best um, promote your brand and what it is you're doing." Um, couldn't be more more excited but i think uh i think matt's hogging the bottle he obviously wants to take it all home with him
1: well, I, um, <laughs> it's, well two of the
3: <laughs> three of us have gotten
1: it's, it so far it hasn't no, no, made it around the table it's um bourbon whiskey finished in oak beer barrel so i've never had this before i just grabbed it i'm not much of a beer drinker i mean i like beer I've, i know a couple of different Categories
3: and styles of beer. I have no idea what this tastes like. It's the the beer
1: is. I can smell doing it. Doing something more than the bourbon is. It's dominating it because I mean you taste it. I don't really taste bourbon oh, all that much. It's grapefruit.
3: That's that's the top note. But grapefruit, you know, note was, grapefruit um,
1: and um, tangerine.
2: Other than citrus. Um, citrus for sure.
1: Goodwood's um, stout barrel finished whiskey um their bourbon and then new riff is also putting out a um um an oat stout finish i believe barrel that'd be fun when it comes i'm out. gonna
2: have to uh, talk to my friend perry about the little green bottle hidden on the shelf over there <laughs> yeah that's a lot We're going better. back to that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> perry. But, I, mean, I don't want to say anything if they want to be a part of this <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna Try to be quiet. I'm not sure what this is. Well, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I no know idea. what
3: this
1: is either. I just thought it was uh, gimmicky. It is. It's if I
3: was a craft distiller, I would want to participate just simply to get the feedback out of Kentucky. You know, if you're going to be mm-hmm. if you're going to be going up against big names and, and and small names and all sorts of people, you know, I'd want to have my product in there to be double blind. I we'll have no idea what it is, and to get that kind of honest feedback is invaluable.
2: Let's talk about some of our craft distillers. be Roland. The oh, Neely no. I'm, Family distilleries coming. Yeah. Peerless is coming. Paul's Rabbit got Hull's a great coming. product down there. Peerless is, I just saw, yeah, June 22nd. Their, bourbon. Mm-hmm. their new mm-hmm. bourbon will be mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's their sad. rise is just Very kicking it up. But the their Creek. bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff the Creed. the They butcher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. James yeah. E. Pepper is coming. Yes.
2: Yes. Very
3: excited
0: to have them. We have New Riff.
2: Great. Yes.
0: Boone County. Yes. Great. Wilderness Trail yet? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yes. They were. In early. I think they were, <laughs> they number were in two early. decided. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number two, they, they lined up at number two. Glens
2: Creek. Two. I had Glens to ask Creek. If another Leonard's trail was oh.
0: going to be there though.
1: Um, Glens Creek. There's 31, yeah. and none of
3: us have our phone out to look through all we, of them that are on <laughs> that list. I'm pretty
1: good with the memory, um, but we have a few distilleries that are coming. They don't have their distillate ready yet that we're excited they're going to be there because they, you know, Castle and
2: Key was on early. Their support of us has been phenomenal. Um, Casey Jones Jones. just came on. And so super, super excited about Um, them.
1: We have Holy Gin.
2: Yes. So uh, two Louisville based distilleries, Holy Gin and Copper and King making us brandy. They're both coming and they're thrilled that we said yes. And I said, absolutely. Are you Kentucky? They said, yes, we are. It's Kentucky in your name? They said, yes, it is. I said, then come on.
3: So the competition is, is limited to bourbons and bourbon finished, but the festival is open. It's going to be a heavy bourbon focus. There's a lot of people super excited about
1: that category, but that's not the only category out there. So there's gonna be a lot of other things to sample and get excited about. Oh well, when you sent me the text that MGP was on board, I was like, man, they're gonna the KDA is gonna run you out of town. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten here yeah.
2: Hey well you know what if I they might. want to let's <laughs> <Listen, laughs> we'll see Matt I was working on another invitation from Perry. <laughs> don't kill it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I keep keep going back to that same sample and I keep thinking, if it, if i didn't have the word bourbon associated with it i'd probably be more interested in it but i'm bringing so much expectation onto this product. The bourbon's buried in this and it is totally buried and if they had if it had they just said whiskey or if this had said uh, some light or this had said so, give, given me some some expectation um i don't know I think I would be much more receptive to it, but it's, it's, it's so far out of, outside of category and outside of expectation that, I'm, that I'm, I'm having to think
0: about whether or not I like it. When you really wanted that uh, have pre-fire. Have to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even had other things lined up for us I to try to. I know. I brought some uh, representatives of our did you? Uh, participating Ooh, distilleries as Tim, well. what
3: did you I bring? You me, have. I, I do have, have a cork, Unless God, you, you've consumed it all, but... <laughs> Reach into the box here.
2: Oh, oh, oh my, my goodness! It's the
3: party pack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where does one even find those party packs? Yeah, well, <laughs> I need to do more shopping.
3: Perry's got one of these too, but yeah, it might be on my uh, But so this <laughs> is the, the Heaven Hill Distillery American Whiskey Tasting Experience because Heaven Hill is definitely going to be there participating. So we've got Bernheim, Larceny, Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, and Pikesville, all of which are. Excellent whiskeys, a whole lot of respective categories there, so we can break into all those at any point. We're still sticking with bourbon, so yeah, we may as well stick with bourbon. How about uh, we haven't had a weeded yet, so how about some Larceny? I was hoping you were gonna say Larceny. <laughs> I love Larceny. I really
0: was. I I actually looked at my bottle of Larceny and I thought I'll break that out, and then I was like, nah, they've all had Larceny plenty of times, but I'm excited that this is where this went. This is,
3: you know, I'm, I was glad to get this kit when we were up doing the, mm-hmm. the dinner with Conor O'Driscoll oh a little while ago.
1: This is changing. It's almost like chocolate. Notes no, on. he's
3: not on the larceny no, for all no. the listeners he's not, at home. It's he just, just like heaven ills <laughs> um, Just clarify. This is what happens
0: uh, is you come over to my house and, and you know, if you're going to be doing a podcast with me, you're going to be drinking bourbon. So... <laughs>
3: That's why people come over.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh,
3: yeah, so larceny is one that I, I stopped buying because I just reach for it
0: so readily. <laughs> like, I was just like, wait, didn't I buy that yesterday? Now That's it's a, a great, great, great price point still. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's wonderful uh, Under wonderful 25 stuff. I think. I think it's twenty-two
2: ninety-nine. You know, the thing with this festival, I said the number one thing we had to do was have fun. Yeah, and this have. is, <clears> this is we are having fun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when, Again, this is what
0: happens. You come over and we just have a good time. That's what it's all about. And Man, talk this, about good things. This bourbon is so good. I love the nose on this. I know this is polarizing. I've talked to a lot of people, but
3: but some people are polarized into wheat versus rye camps and things like that. But I just so think what's
2: your polar this, favorite too?
3: Oh, I love. Them. There's so many bourbons that I love. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Occasionally, the, there's the, the, a really high rye will be a, a little bit too spicy or a little bit too herbaceous for me, but there's a whole spectrum of great bourbons.
2: So I got, I got to talk about Tim for a second. Okay, go for so it. So in December, I held a little Christmas party, and Tim gave me this box that I opened up. And he and it was one of those things. He said, hold for six months, then you can enjoy. Well, six months is quickly approaching. Yeah. And I cannot believe it is literally
3: so, here. So it, it was it was like a... I mean, it was, it was a sample box. I went to my closet and just in my cabinet and just pulled out a whole lot, filled up a bunch of mini bottles. So the idea is once Wendy had been here long enough to appreciate it. I and am <laughs> understand them all. Then she's ready.
2: I'm so excited. It's time. It it's is time. time isn't it is time. time.
0: <laughs> Larceny for a 94 proof weeded bourbon has a lot more depth and a lot. It, it almost doesn't drink like it's weeded. It drinks, I mean, I wouldn't even
3: impose a, a category in sure. either direction sure. on it because it, it does have that depth. My understanding of it from from looking at it and talking to a few people is that it's, it's mostly skewed on the, the younger side, five sixes, mm-hmm. but they're throwing in older barrels to give it structure, and it's that combination across years, across the better part of a decade that's just really rounding it out and, and giving it a complexity that you don't find in you know, like a bottled and bond product that has to be limited to one year. A bottled bond can still be great, still be beautiful, but, but it's not quite going to have the depth and, and richness that this has.
0: I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's So good. It's does one this of those qualify
2: for that tasting profile. Yummy. Yes,
0: it absolutely oh, this does. Is so yummy. Oh, all right. This
1: That's is what I built Wendy's for, ready for yes. it. We go. Yes. Wendy's for ready my, uh, for my test flight for the, uh, you know, the Thieve and Stave Society or the, excuse me, the Stave and Thieve Society. Um, that's what I did. I did the Little Arseney. I did the special, uh, the Weller Special Reserve, and I did the uh, Maker's Mark. I did all we did. Oh, yeah. That's thing. a great flight. So, walk that across by proof. And <laughs> I did. I mean, I, and I highlighted the, you know, the different approaches that they take mm-hmm. through their mash bills. And, um, but, yeah. it's sad, man, about Wellers, man. I mean, for all of us that lived around here, you know, for the first part of this <laughs> decade, you know, you just walk down the store, grab a bottle, no problem.
0: So it goes from readily available... Then you can't find it, and now you can't find it, but it's more expensive. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) 107's $50 now. For a 750. Oh my lord. And it was what, $25? Maybe? 2015, yeah. Yeah. And now it's double that. It's just ridiculous. Bourbon's weird. Bourbon is weird. The whole so industry. So people say it well, that. But I, yeah, I, honestly, I, I do
1: kind of secretly applaud it. You know, I was like, "That's great that it's getting yeah. this price." Because I mean, compared to to Scotch or compared to some Japanese whiskeys and so forth, it's not really all that expensive. You know, it's a, it's a value whiskey mm-hmm. in a lot of ways.
0: To the, to that point, would you have rather have seen Heaven Hill Six Year bottled and bond double in price, or just gone the way of the dodo like it has? I don't know. Um,
1: I'd like to have seen a. Probably double in price and maybe more geographically challenged. It's just sold here in the states, or excuse me, in the state.
0: The six-year bottle and bond was only sold. Was sold it in Kentucky. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: So. And that, yet there wasn't enough of it.
3: And Heaven Hill has 1.5 million barrels out
0: there. And just uh, ask Bernie Lubbers.
2: <laughs> I, I read today that our Don't me the amount of 11. bourbon in the state is at a 30-year high. Yep. Wow. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I mean,
1: there's more barrels fast. of bourbon maturing in these rick houses than there are people.
3: I think we're rat- rapidly approaching two to one. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> what a time to be alive.
2: Man, women, and children.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just to be safe. <laughs> Gotta have enough.
2: Don't mention the P word. That that time that came about when it took out a bunch of our um, brothers and sisters in the industry. And, well, I mean... You know, oh, the, prohibition, the prohibition. I thought you said B word. Oh, like P. P. Prohibition. What B word
0: are we looking at with?
1: You know, we're so lucky to live here. I mean, we... You know we're able to find all these great values. You know, we don't have to chase bourbon. You don't have to worry about you know the headaches of allocation. You know, we we're fortunate enough, you know, to to be able to find decent price bourbon on the shelf and not pay an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. But it is getting in some places out of hand. Certain things are.
3: If you want to go that direction, bourbon will open its arms to you. If you want to spend a hundred, two hundred, two thousand dollars a bottle, absolutely. Oh yeah. Bourbon is there for you. If you want to live under twenty five bucks for and there's the a the world life. Absolutely. And
1: drink good bourbon? Absolutely. You, you can. can. You can be this guy who's oblivious to all these things, you know, and goes and buys, you know, something like larceny. You know, it's under $25. Mm-hmm. I think you can even get it under 20 mm-hmm. if you went to the big box, the Antichrist of liquor stores.
2: <laughs> so I got caught up right before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. it literally in the bourbon hunt. And so, so yeah. I date a guy that is a huge bourbon drinker. And so I, I start talking to him as I'm as Tim said, a novice to in the industry and getting educated and everything else. So I started talking to him and I said, So you're a big bourbon drinker. Are you a bourbon big bourbon drinker of like three or four bourbons? Are you like a big bourbon drinker of like three hundred bourbons? I mean all this variety. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. So I decided to go on a bourbon hunt. So I happened to walk into a local establishment downtown Frankfurt. And looked up, and I said, do you have anything special? Well, that must be the key code word. Do you have anything <laughs> special? And they go, yeah, we just had um, our distributor bring in this E.H. Taylor. And I went, There you oh. go. I said, yeah, E.H. Taylor small batch. And I literally had someone swoop in and grab one off the counter, and I looked, and I went, well, I have to have one too. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that and look, lo and lo behold, there man. it is. And then, God um, asking shall and then I was like I talking to my new bourbon friends and I'm like, so what's hot? What should I get? They go, Oh, you'd really be the bomb windy. If you got some Weller and oh, I'm I said, Wendy. I love it. I said, Weller. Okay. Oh my God. There's like green and red. Weller, <laughs> which Weller do I get? So I got Both. varying varying, um, Feedback on who liked what. And of course, it's all palette based, but I got varying who liked what better. So I said, the heck with it, and bought both of them. <laughs> and then I'm out running about, and someone says they literally had just gotten in some Stag Junior. Oh, well, there you go. And I'm like, well, obviously I have to have that too. <laughs> so, so I got caught up from just before Thanksgiving to Christmas time, literally. You know, when chasing. you're supposed to be spending money. And, uh... I know. And I'm like, I'm the bourbon hunt. So I have to know, who else has been caught up?
1: Everyone who listens to
3: this I'm
2: podcast. raising my hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gosh. I, mean, you know, I, I used to laugh. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't, Allie. Um, I don't chase bourbon. Because I, I think there's such great bourbon out there to get that you don't have to chase it. Well, I was and chasing. I was that guy in 2013, 14, 15. You know, he'd walk up to Liquor Barn and let's say it's, I don't know, let's say it's October and there's, you know, it's the Pappy release or whatever's going on that month. And there, it'd be like Black Friday, you know, out the door. I mean, people lined up, you know, in tents and whatnot, spending the night. And I'd be walking in and I was kind of oblivious to this culture. And I'm like, well, what the hell are they doing? You know, for about 20 years, Elijah Craig was my house bourbon. I mean, a 12-year-old stated bourbon that, you know, it, when I first started buying it in the mid-90s, about 14 15 bucks a bottle. And I think by the end, you know, it was 28 to 30 and it, was a, and it was a beautiful bourbon. I mean, it was synonymous with bonfires, college football, and, and the fall. You know, I mean, this is what you did, you know, around here in the, in, the, in the fall. You went to tailgates, you drank Elijah Craig. I mean, other bourbons, too, but that's what I drank. Which basically and, tastes like the s'mores that you're eating
0: with. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> was, Fantastic. It was the
1: perfect autumn whiskey, man. It's 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 bonfires and college football.
0: So I, I got into bourbon kind of at a weird time. I mean, I'm... I'm on the younger side. Mm -hmm. And so I really got into bourbon when the boom was in full force. So the days of Weller 12 sitting on the shelf or Pappy 15 sitting on the shelf or these brands now that everybody kind of seeks out or craves or pays top dollar for on secondary. I didn't really have the chance to super enjoy or have the chance to really understand what was so great about them at the time. Same with Elijah Craig Twelve. I had to hunt for a rear age stated bottle. Okay, those not was published
1: in the last phase there in fifteen. Right, think, yeah.
0: not not even not even the, the Big one. Red Twelve. You know, and once I finally found, I mean, it's sitting up on top of my shelf. Big Red, oh yeah. No, not Big Red. That's that's rear age stated. Okay. That's how happy I was when I found it. Is that I was like, yeah, that's going on top shelf. Um, but, (laughs) but it's funny because I see what was, I see what is, and the way that I kind of fit into it is really unique because I don't do a whole lot of, and I don't want to get myself in trouble or anything, buying bourbon in store anymore. A lot of what I do, and it's, it, I try to make sure that it's. Valuable or a value. It's on secondary market online. Okay. You know? That's interesting. Now, that being said, though, I'm not spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars on, you know, the antique collection. I've been fortunate enough, honestly, with the antique collection to have um, found those at retail. But I don't crave the chase, I guess, that some people. Do but at the same time, but at the same time, I love a good day of going out and hunting bourbon. Love I had it, a it's, ball.
2: it's so great. I had no idea this is what people did, and so <laughs> I happened to be on the phone with a friend and, and who was raising some money for her church. And so she heard from her husband, I'm um, best friends with his wife, and oh, sure, you know, the couple. And she called me at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like <laughs> in my fuzzy jamies in the bed, and my phone's ringing, and it's Mary calling me, and I'm like thinking the house is burning. I mean, something's got who the hell calls anybody eleven o'clock at night? Because I'm a little older than you, and so I'm <laughs> yeah. um, not of that generation. Most of us are asleep by then. And um, and so Mary's calling, and she's like, "Wendy, Eric told me that you had Weller Antique, and you know, and she said in the green, and I, she says." Where did you get them? I said, "Well, you won't believe this." And it was in Lexington, and I happened to be over in that area. And you know, I did the liquor store near me on my Google, you know, right. Google app, right. and I happened to call. I just got lucky, and I happened to call, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I got both sitting right here." I go, I- I- "I'll be right there." I'll be right there. <laughs> so I go rushing over and um, get them. So I start calling around Frankfurt. At 11 o'clock at night, not too many places are open, but I found one place was open and I said, Mary... They got it down the street from us. I can get up and go get it if you need me to. She goes, well, you know, it's for Good Shepherd. And I said, <laughs> I said, the
1: Catholic I, Church, I, oh Lord you know, the guilt,
2: mercy. the guilt was, for I was, Jesus, I was feeling the guilt. And she goes, it's for our gala. And, you know, you've already given so much Goodwood beer, you know, from your events. And they've been extremely generous and everyone loves Goodwood beer and but you know, Wendy, this would be really nice. And I said, okay, okay, I'm getting up. <laughs> and running down to the liquor store and kind of maybe not the best part. And i going in and the guy's kind of looking at me like, what are you doing out here?
0: <laughs> nice. So maybe the next event um, after Bourbon on the Banks is going to be Bourbon for Jesus. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, wait, you are you serious? It? June
0: twenty first. <laughs> is
2: this a what's happening? Is this a real thing? Wait, wait, wait. So another
3: event that my company is uh, assisting in is a uh, divine affair. Uh, which, <laughs> oh, enlightenment! It was a premonition, which is going to be. Lord <laughs> mercy, man. Ten. Uh, priests, the priest temple, making oh, it's all Irish various <laughs> foods and each priest's dish is paired with a different bourbon from Kentucky. No no way. Way. That's yep. awesome. We're going to sell out about 350 tickets, so we don't have to do huge advertisements, but if you want to come to a really good time and support B- bourbon for Jesus, absolutely. We have an event for you.
2: <laughs> will, will guilt be included? Uh, that's extra. You
3: donate <laughs> twice as much. The all right, we're gonna, we're gonna point 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 for uh, getting back into the uh, Heaven Hill collection. The here. I am oh, loving the
2: this. I had no idea that you could have all the sins together in one place. So, you know, as I was talking about talking to a lot of people, recruiting yes. great people to help, we have over 50 people on the commu- on the committee. Uh-huh. Everyone kept telling me, because, you know, I've, I've already talked about the fact that I'm fairly new to the industry, fairly new to Kentucky. Everyone said to me, there's this great guy who does a lot of really good things, and his name's Fred Minnick, and hmm. you need to go meet with him. I love Fred Minnick. That's wonderful. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate the hour that Fred gave me and the sense additional input and advice he's given me. And I appreciated his input, but the takeaway I got from my meeting with Fred was he talked about the importance of doing a free community event, make it educational, give people the opportunity, who maybe might not purchase a ticket or couldn't afford a ticket, to experience bourbon on the banks in the community, to give back to the community. That sense of community, that celebration. So we have crafted on Friday night, Bourbon Street on Broadway. That's cool. We will be shutting down downtown Frankfurt. Wow. On Bourbon Street. We're going to have couches. We're going to have bourbon barrels. We're going to have 15 to 20 food and beverage vendors. We're going to have music. We have just contracted with members of the circus out of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That's coming down with aerial performers, fire eaters, stilt walkers, acrobatics. It is going to be Bourbon Street on Broadway. So,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't think, uh, think also New Orleans, but also think of somewhere like Asheville, you know, where you walk right. the streets there. Uh-huh. And you have these street performers. Um, you're going to have that, but you're also going to have demonstrations. We're also going to have demonstrations. Um, education. Or education. Or uh,
2: showcase the movie Neat. The documentary, Heck yes, mm-hmm.
1: um, but uh, one of the things that we're going to showcase is African Americans' contributions to yes. the distilling. Uh, uh, we'll have uh, presentations by historians, archaeologists, yes. So we're very excited about that and musicians. S- small places where musicians will be, you know, strategically located, and it's really fun. cool. <laughs> And partying uh, in the street, so well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. party.
2: But but it's all ages. Bourbon. Friday night is That's all great. ages. That Friday is great. night is bring out the family, come celebrate this big economic ag boom that we're seeing because bourbon is ag, Yeah. yes, it, corn.
1: It's, it's <laughs> ultimately an agricultural product.
2: And there's within a twenty mile radius of Frankfurt, there are fifteen distilleries. Wow, that is I don't huge. Think I need that. Yes.
0: Speaking of distilleries, Tim just poured for us the, uh, the Bernheim Wheat Whiskey. I love this. We're still I'm walking a wheat through drinker. the, yeah.
1: well, the yeah. Haven Hill collection. Yeah. This is something that's on my, in my
0: cabinet regularly. I don't know if I have ever had this before. Really? I, mean,
1: I don't think I have. It's oh, been around for about, what, 15 years at least? Since the early 2000s, Tim? Um, Tim, you know bourbons better than I do. I, it's a wheat whiskey. <laughs> well, true. outside <laughs> exactly. exactly. of my category. Exactly. Oh, I wow.
3: pour it as a contrast for so I don't know the history of this brand very well, so actually. So,
0: Bernheim is where... I think it used to have a seven-year statement on it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But the Bernheim distillery itself was in Louisville, I want to say. DSPKY one Yep. In yes. right next to Brown Foreman's headquarters. Right. So, that's... Like... And, and Heaven Hill bought them... Yeah, and it was, uh, they bought them...
3: Late 90s? Uh, yeah. after, it was after the fire. It was after the fire. They didn't have a distillery. They were buying a bunch of brands from Diageo uh, if Memory yeah. Serves, and Diageo, so Diageo owned... was I think, at
1: the time.
0: Was
3: right? it? Yeah, and they owned K- KY1, and they just kind of folded it into the deal. So that's where they've, they've moved all their production to.
0: And that's how you can tell the difference between pre-fire and post-fire, is the the dsp number your post fire will say ksp1 and ksp31 right whereas pre-fire is just 31
3: and then in that little window of time you see like written house dsp ky354 when they were getting brown formant support or you know jim beam support well, where they were where they were rolling those products out of those distilleries i to love bourbon history them. so yeah. much it just makes me light and it's up. just so we're cool geeks, man
1: i mean we I really we are. are we're geeks <laughs> man we're like I mean, can you imagine if we were like obsessed about like ketchup or something? <laughs> yeah.
3: Smaller community. Okay, so the ketchup. the ketchup room is next. Yeah, no. And and you know we drift outside a category, which is great. I mean, pretty much it is all American whiskeys, so that's why we're drinking a wheated, full wheat whiskey, not a wheated, a full on wheat. Yeah.
2: So I toured Saturday Barton's, okay, mm-hmm. and out of their all of their brands, seventeen ninety seven, et cetera, and by the 92. way, no, excuse me, seventeen ninety two. So they only have one. Heavy weeded product. And I am a wheat fan.
0: The sweet, the, the sweet, sweet, wheat. sweet wheat. It's right? the sweet wheat. Yeah. Yes,
2: one wheat product. That was, so you talk about those aha moments, like not knowing that they didn't ever judge bourbon in the state of Kentucky. That right. was an aha moment. Finding out they have one weeded product. And I I like a weeded product. Yeah. My, the reason it's I soft. love my I mean, vodka. I like a weeded vodka versus a weed, a corn vodka, but yeah. And I see Matt shaking his head too bad. You can't say this, but, but I like a weeded bourbon. Yeah. A lot of people do. So why only one, why would, why would it still only have one? There are fewer people with Wendy's palette than <laughs> oh, Darn it, no, but it's because they have become popular. I mean,
1: weeded bourbon is probably, you know, Ultimately the hottest bourbon when you think about Pappy and some of these mash pills. They're they're all weeded mash pills. So
0: I'll, I'll speak Wellers. I'll speak to more of the um from what I understand the distilling side of it. I don't know if it exactly lines up, but I would say that it probably has to do with the way that they actually Tim, you might have to help me with this one, but don't they have to switch out something between a, when they're distilling bourbon whiskey and rye whiskey? Yeah, it's, it's a big transition. The grains don't grind
3: the same, they don't ferment the same, They don't mash the same I reverse my order there a little bit. But yeah, and a lot of your distilleries were not built with four grains in mind. Right. So if you look like for example, right. if you look at Woodford Reserve, behind the scenes, you know, there's three hoppers, right? Mm-hmm. There's a corn, there's a rye. There's a malted barley yes. hopper. So if they're going to run wheat, they literally have to empty one hopper, and that yep. is a logistical nightmare, which they've done before. They even ran a four grain at one point. But it's a lot more work for the distiller. Um, so it, it adds a whole layer of, of inefficiency to run those the specialty grain products. A whole so, lot easier to run a specialty finished product.
0: Right. So I, I think the, the answer to that question, maybe not the answer, but one of the answers is that it's just not as viable or it just, it, it, right. it, it, it just is a little bit more difficult to make that actually happen.
3: Yeah, and right now when, it's, when there is a volume mm. game at play where, it, where we can't make enough to satisfy global demand, you know, we're at a place where, where Sazerac has now put everything out of Buffalo Trace on allocation. <laughs> Buffalo Trace itself is now on
0: allocation. But Hell, even coming, the stuff that's off, making though. its way over to Fredericksburg
1: is <laughs> <It's laughs> allocated,
0: man. They, uh, the Buffalo Trace itself is coming off of allocation, though. I've seen it creep out more and more. Not in every market. Fair enough. So to be to, to, to your point,
3: absolutely. Kentucky's going to have plenty of it. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not worried about it. Some of your control states are, are not getting quite the deliveries they expect. But yeah, but and that's why Buffalo Trace is laying down a billion dollars <laughs> to expand production. Um, but and it, it looks is,
0: beautiful if you've ever seen it.
2: The oh, growth's yeah. unbelievable. 200,000 visitors last year, 300,000 anticipated this year, 400,000 the next year. This is just the beginning of the wave. So, Perry. Yes. Not being an expert, which I think we've made very clear. <laughs> I am not an expert, not referring to my company in the room. So I don't know if I'm I, an expert either. I've read some articles. Is it a bubble? You know, even though I know we're certainly... Expressionados oh, and question. experts. and So what do you think about that
0: bubble? I love when it gets turned on me and I'm the interviewee <laughs> and not the interviewer. It's funny because I think that six months ago I would have said, yes, it is a bubble. I don't know if it is so much anymore. I don't think it's a bubble at all. I, I think that it is now... A, a, a bubble is prone to popping. I yep. mean, for, for yep. lack of a better turn of phrase, it, it is prone to... A, a a point in time where it doesn't exist anymore.
3: Which has happened to Bourbon over and over and over again. It so has. this is a significant
0: question when we're yeah. laying down the kind of money we're laying down. The way that I see bourbon now though is as a community and as a a lifestyle and as a sense of this is something that I can latch on to. And while some of those same aspects may be still present in bubble culture or a bubble community. I think that bourbon has reached the point where the culture side of it isn't a bubble anymore. I think that it exists in in a pretty broad spectrum to where it doesn't just touch bourbon drinkers, but it touches people who are associated with bourbon culture. I mean, you don't have to be a bourbon drinker. I don't think to know or to have a good sense of, the, the bourbon industry. It's, yeah, it's the the media attention is enormous right. for it it's nationally, here.
3: globally. The, the idea of it as a culture is becoming more prevalent.
0: Uh, right, and, and to that point, too, I mean, it's not like there weren't people a century ago writing about bourbon. There were, but it was in a very romantic way. It, it, it was in a poetic way fashion Mm -hmm. now bourbon is being treated as news it's being treated as a serious topic of conversation so to that point yeah I, i i just don't think that it's taken as lightly as it had been in the past yeah but
3: and with apologies to lemony snicket i think asking if there's a bourbon bubble is asking the wrong question so bourbon <laughs> is tiny. Nice. What a good reference. It so, wasn't that nice? I right. like that. Full yeah. that out. Um, but we talked about scotch earlier, right? So
1: scotch is the global whiskey. Bourbon is,
0: but it's is happening a
2: drop in, in the town.
1: ocean. I mean, like I was telling you all early, I mean, this is happening not only in here in America. Um, you know, we're having a huge boom with bourbon and other uh, American spirits. But it's also happening in Canada. It's also happening in... Yeah. in um,
2: you know, Central
1: America, Japan. Yeah. You know they make great whiskeys, places you would not think normally make great whiskeys like Japan, but also India, Australia,
0: New Zealand. I have friends who come over every year from Australia just for bourbon. I mean sure they want to see us too. True. <laughs> but I mean I would love
1: to reciprocate.
0: I would love to go but to the like, places yeah. like, you know,
1: would like you better if you were and dripping in bourbon. Mountain whiskey, you know? <laughs> I would love to drink some of these things, you know, that yeah. I see, you know, out mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, the only uh, um, I had a Bakery Hill. Uh, I think it was Bakery Hill. Um, I had a pita whiskey. Uh, uh, it's made in Melbourne, and their climate is really, you know, kind of iffy. Um, it swings, you know, from very much like Kentucky. It swings, you know, to hot to cold to hot to hot, um, to hot um, very quickly. And um, um, but I was very impressed with this whiskey. It almost had a, mm-hmm. you know, a really um it had a i don't want to say oldness but you know it it, it tasted something very old but it, it probably wasn't it probably yeah. was only 46 7 years old tops
3: the big spirits brands but it's happening everywhere so, they have so much market share yeah you know when you're talking about 90% plus market share they can lose a couple percent and you can fill that space with craft place, spirits. It, it, they are, and they don't notice.
1: Or things like you know going on in uh, Taiwan with Calvin, and you know things that are going on in India with you know Amrit and John Paul. Um, these things are, are actually filling the market with with great products, great products, um,
2: and diversified palettes.
1: And diversified palettes, absolutely. I mean, Europe, um, you know. <laughs> They're making great single malts in Europe. In Austria, they're making a great uh, single malt. Um, you know, I hate to don't you know don't poo poo uh, you know great uh, distilled grapes, folks. I mean, France, man, makes some wonderful cognac and, and uh, armagnacs.
0: It just blow your mind, blow your mind. I can't say I don't like cognac or armagnac. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I right. can't. I can't say that. I think they both have. Aren't they wonderful? They really are. Yeah. You know, and, and they're so different from bourbon. I mean, it gives me here the opportunity. locally. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: the best value spirits, in my opinion. I mean, if you you know, if you really want to get a bang for your buck, rum, rum is crazy right <laughs> now. I mean, really. Good. Again, Fred Minnick. Well, <laughs> no. But, I mean, well, there's a. I mean, but they're making wonderful stuff in the Caribbean. They're you know, plantation yeah. rums. Their whole portfolio is incredible.
2: So tomorrow wonderful- morning, <laughs> talking I? about rum. Brazil makes the blue grass. I am talking to a rum and vodka distiller out of Danville, Kentucky, about Tell their me. participation in Bourbon on the Banks. Ooh, that's fantastic. So I have been to their website, Ambev. Ambev. Yes, and I've been to their website, and I just want to eat. The pages off the website. <laughs> it just looks delicious. Well, maybe I mean, we've gone from a G rated podcast. You, you mentioned
1: <laughs> uh, wilderness, uh, wilderness, wilderness, wilderness Trail. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they have a great rum. Mm-hmm. That yeah, Harvest Rum is
2: fantastic, right. man. Yeah. Hartwick and Co. is in. Hartfield. Hartfield. So, so, so sorry. So right. sorry. I've been thinking well, college. Hartwick is a college. Hartwick is a college. So I apologize. Hartfield and Co. Yeah. Yes. And I've, I've had a few um, taste today, so I apologize. But yeah. um, met Andrew right. and told him what we were doing. He bought in, super excited. Good. He was Great. our first oh, craft. Yeah, yeah. To see say if he'll yes. get Kaylee
0: Cuoco in too. <laughs> we can ask.
2: <laughs> but I'm, I'm tomorrow morning at seven thirty. I'm talking with Zach, who's the CEO of this group, Brazil meets the Bluegrass, That's and there's distillation and restaurants. So we didn't even, you know, we kind of touched on Josh Moore, who's coming with Valera so I mean, that was oh, a yeah. great
1: meeting. Yeah, and he was so supportive from right from the beginning. After we pitched our idea to him, he was on board. I mean, I I, I told Wendy when we left the meeting, I said he's on board.
2: And do he had not break anything
1: be. but i knew that he was passionate about everything we wore when it comes to farm to table i mean the man owns his own farm
2: august 10th he is coming to frankfurt the downtown for the Franklin County Farmer's Market. Yes. And he's going to do some stuff with heirloom tomatoes. Mm -hmm. He is driving over. We're going to give him a tour of the community. We're going to introduce him to the movers and shakers in the community. We're going to welcome him.
1: Well, I mean, he celebrates the whole ethos of what, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm a guy that, you know, grew up reading uh, Alice Waters, and MKF Fisher, and, you know, these great, you know, Julia Childs. I mean, I, I love these people, you know, in the culinary world. And these people were rooted in the local you know, environment that they My Mother's you know.
2: Day gift was Reese Witherspoon's Whiskey in a Tea Yeah, tico. I mean,
1: I've, I've seen it, but I mean, I haven't, I, you know, I've not perused it, but I do know about that book. Delicious. Her. And, just you know, she's, a, she's done smart. She's approached it you know, from a local, you know, perspective. But, right. um, and, um, but what I'm so excited about Josh, though, is he celebrates everything we, we care about.
3: Yeah, we talked about, about. how there is food at the festival. It's not just a beverage event, this is a foodie event. Oh, it's That's a foodie. Right. Event, this is going to be really I mean, high great. quality. That's the other thing Chef that, that's gone on in the last friend, twenty years.
2: Beth Carter, who founded and owns Bee's Bakery downtown Frankfurt, she is going to do a bourbon <clears throat> cupcake with oh, a bourbon whip topping, specifically for this. Okay. Beth got her start working for the Pioneer Woman, and she. So we've got you know some great local celebrities from Josh, who won Chopped in January, to Bee's the Bee's Bakery founder and creator Beth Carter. And, um, and a lot more food. We've got um, just a lot of great, as, as Tim said, it's going to be a foodie's delight. And so atmosphere, music, great, great bourbon. And um, yummy food. As you spend three hours with us on Saturday August 24th from five to eight. And you know, what's real important. So the bourbon industry in Perry, Mm -hmm. you know, this is very interested in marketing to the 25 to 40 year old market. And so literally at the bottom of that market. (laughs) Okay. You're bragging again. And (laughs) And so, um, I'm above that market. So, um, so needless to say, it was very important to us that we keep this festival affordable. Yes. Very important. So this is a $65 ticket price.
0: Yes. And
2: the reason it's a $65 ticket price is because even though Perry's at the bottom of the market and doesn't, you know, isn't a dink, you know, dual income. Well, that would be no kids, but he doesn't. So I guess he is dual income, no kids, but, um, that's back to eighties terms here. Um, but there's a lot of folks, period, just a few years older than you, that do have a child or two, right? And to be able to afford an evening out, we wanted it affordable. We wanted them to be able to come. I
1: mean, compare that to um, something similar. I mean, this is a what a four hour window or three three hour, hour. three hour, hour window, window. So very three hours of something tasting like, something very similar that you would get if you went to something like Whiskey Live, or um, but a lot less. Yeah, I mean something. Uh, you know, more value. Yeah Oh, absolutely more value because we're highlighting Kentucky. I mean, this is all bourbon primarily. I'd say you know 80 percent of the distillers that we have so far are bourbon oriented, so it's all going to be about Kentucky.: um,
2: Bourbon but, distillers from Kentucky, I think which oh, have all but two are bourbon distillers in you know yes, just copper and well, king and um, 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 One of the
1: distilleries I'm very excited about is um, the, uh, the spirits of French Lake.
2: Ah, and there our are, Rye friends from Vermont.
1: Oh yes, Whistlepig. Whistlepig's going to be there. All you Heck Rye is. people. Yes, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. So I know. all you fans of Boss Hog and all you fans of the you know the, the you know the just the normal just Dave Pickrell. Yeah, absolutely. Just Dave Pickrell, exactly. Pickerel. I mean, <clears throat> excuse right, me, Pete. exactly.
0: So let's uh, let's kind of wrap this up. But I, I want to go give home? you
2: all. Huh? Oh, you have to go home. <laughs> I'm either. having such a good time. <laughs> we're going
0: to have an after-drinking party. I <laughs> want to give you all the opportunity to make a pitch to our listeners. What is your elevator pitch to get people coming to Bourbon on the Banks? I'm, I'm going to let everybody have that opportunity if they would like.
2: The Commonwealth's premier bourbon-tasting history and judging festival that's going to celebrate all the sense of community about bourbon in in our state we're going to talk about african-americans we're going to judge and bring about bourbon but um what's really neat and really exciting there's something for everybody and um and so matt's throwing this every- oh my goodness oh my goodness Okay, so David Mandel, the president and CEO of the Bardstown oh, Bourbon Company, Dave Mandel, just said thanks for reaching out. Want to let you know we have all the details about the event, and we're looking at it closely. Good. So if you're listening, that hey, would be if you, if we want that to help. be a yes. We want it to be a yes. <laughs> so good feedback, super That's guy, super super guy. Yes. And I have been just right now. Uh huh. just 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 came in hot off the press. But um, a, a super exciting event, bourbononthebanks.org. Um, and I'm going to share, after Tim goes and after Matt goes, I'm going to share a secret passcode so you're, you're, okay. you are you're can get a discount to be able to attend. Well, I'm
3: excited for being able to see so many of the bourbon distilleries at once. I mean, it's you walk into a liquor store, it gets overwhelming, right? If you don't have somebody guiding you, you're like, what have I got? So we've got 31 distilleries so far, we're going to see 10 to 20 more, easy. And to be able to talk to the reps, to be able to to sample the products that you haven't had before, I, you know, even people who, who are big into bourbon, who have tasted a lot of things, I bet they're going to find something they haven't tried before. They're going to be able to talk to people they haven't met before. I think it's really, really exciting in the industry as it's growing as big as it's getting.
1: I'll piggyback off that. I'm very, very excited about um, all the distilleries that have decided to participate and commit to our festival um but one of the things that i like when i do you know i've gone you know as just a you know someone who's gone to these types of events um, i love sampling i mean these are a lot of whiskeys that i never get a chance to buy Um, these are whiskeys that uh, i want to try and hopefully uh, uh, support down the road if it's something that i like Um, but also connecting it um, with our community i mean not only with um, the food but also you know just um, you know who we are i mean this is a huge cultural thing i mean Bourbon's always been about our culture. I mean, when I was a little kid, you know, I mean, I remember my grandparents. You know, we'd sit on the porch, I hate to be hillbilly about it, but that's how we were. I mean, we we sat around, we drank whiskey, or right, you know, um, and uh, this will just be kind of you know really nice, you know, to 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 taste all these different spirits in one place in one evening. Um, one of the great things that we didn't mention about the uh, the judging competition is the the component. Um, you know we're gonna have this Governor's Cup. You know it's gonna you know win the the best bourbon in the state of Kentucky, but also we're gonna have the People's Choice Award. You know while people are actually walking around, they're gonna be able to actually you know say, okay, I vote for this whiskey because all these whiskeys are also competing as well right. in the in the in the, uh, in the competition. So they'll actually be able to vote on it. So we're gonna have a People's Choices Award as well, and that may be different than what the judges come up with. So I like that.
0: Well, I I personally am sold. I can't wait for. <laughs> for Bourbon on We're the Banks. I think pair. it's going to be, be a, a blast. It really is. I, I, I cannot wait for it. Thank you all so much for, for being on this Thank meet. you for having us. Do of you course, want the secret yeah. passcode? Yes, to, do tell the it's secret It's real simple.
2: Code. Bourbon with a capital B, 19.
0: Okay, perfect. So again, that's uh, bourbononthebanks.org which is where you can find all the information about you all, correct? And where you can buy tickets as well. So uh, capital B, bourbon 19 is the code to help you with those ticket prices, Thank you all so much. Really do appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Perry, it's been great. See you. have been, a, you've been a, a great host. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for having us on. Bourbon, yes, really so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and welcoming people into a part of
2: your life. So Everything I'm happy from you guys are here. The flying blind to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, to finishing out with some great wheat.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and on that flavor note. <laughs> well, if you want to follow up with the show, we are at my Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can send emails with questions or comments about the show to this is my bourbon Shop at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating review on iTunes. It really does help other people find the show and get more people listening to it as well. You can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com where you can find all of our apparel and merch. Maybe we'll do a little... Uh, uh, coinciding with with Bourbon on the Banks sale going on too in in late August. We'll talk about that sometime here in the future. But the big one though, of course, is patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can become a patron of the show. It really, really does help us out with continuing with the show every single month. Of course, though, there is no pressure but we always appreciate that kind of support. Bourbon on the Banks again. August 23rd, 24th in frankfurt kentucky so excited for this festival it's going to be a great time thank you all again so much for being on this week i will see you next week but until then i'm perry and this is my Burpin podcast